0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and these are Daniel Howitt's interviews with the co-creator, writer, and star of Ted Lasso, Brendan Hunt, and co-star, Cola Bikini.
1: Brandon. thank you so much for making time. It is such a pleasure to talk with you. I really appreciate you, you chat with me today. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So are you tired of people asking you if t- this is the last season of Ted Lasso yet? <laughs> I feel like that's all I hear these days are those questions. Uh, yes and no. I mean,
2: you know, we're currently in the throes of the uh, of the press tour. So this is where when it when it comes up the most. Um, but the fact that people ask so much is a sign of how much people care about the show. So, you know, it's, it's a good problem to
1: have. For sure. For sure. You know, what I've heard you say is that, you know, this is the conclusion of the arc uh, and that so it's not necessarily series, series finale, but you guys will kind of see what comes next. Is that is that right? Did I sum it up right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a ending of a kind that is coming at the end of the season. Um, and uh, what we do from there remains to be seen. It, awesome. Maybe it'll be nothing. Maybe it won't. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well then, I won't waste any more time talking about that because it's been talked about to death. (laughs) So I want to hear about Coach Beard. Coach Beard is such a unique character in that we—he's clearly main character, but we really don't know that much about him personally. Uh, Kind of an enigmatic character to a degree. How does how does that inform your performance or how you approach becoming Coach Beard?
2: Um, He's really fun to play for me because um, you know the world doesn't know this because the world hasn't seen me. uh, You know do my various like plays and solo shows um but like th- that is not my typical style of performance you know like i'm 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 quite a ham uh you know and i um i can be you know on stage especially um somewhat like you know broad so to play a character who basically never talks and doesn't move much either um is um yeah, it, it's it's thrilling, you know, um, and because yeah, I, I don't I don't know I don't want to get too much into like you know huggy feely actor stuff, but like it's a it's a very cool place to inhabit, you know, this sort of like just lock lock steady readiness mode um as opposed to yeah, constantly acting. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, not just acting in the in the sense of performance, but acting in the sense of taking action. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really dig um, the restraints that are intrinsic to playing him.
1: That's that's great. No, I, I love hearing you talk about how you're hammy in, in most other scenarios. <laughs> I'm not afraid of huggy feely actor stuff. Uh, so I would love to know. I'd love to know more about how you get in that mode and and maybe how, uh, if at all, your, your approach to Beard has evolved over the last three seasons, if, if, if it has at all.
2: I, I don't know that it has per se, because he hasn't changed much, you know, that like, like he's the character who, who, who maybe in the entire main cast has changed the least, you know, it's like he, he went through life changes a long time ago that, um, that all took a a big toll um, and, uh, you know, set him on a different course. Um, uh, but, but he, you know, in terms of Ted Lasso, like he's, he's, he's just consistent. He's, he's steady. So I don't think my approach to him has changed much, but it's just sort of like, you know, yeah, yeah you know, it's not quite touchy-feely acting stuff, but acting-wise, it's just more, and this is kind of like, uh, you know, an analogy for camera acting in general, but like, it's much more about the thoughts he's having than the words he's saying a lot of the time.
1: That's good. Well, another thing that hasn't changed uh, about Beard throughout the three seasons is that he is a voracious reader, always has a book in his hands. Just about. I love trying to spot what he's reading. What is Beard's favorite book of all time? Can you tell me that?
2: Um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams.
1: OK, OK. Do you have do you have reasons why that's his favorite?
2: Um because he's a creature of the road. And so, you know, as soon as the word hitchhiker was in there, he was already in. And then if it goes all the way around the galaxy. Boy. Even better. Um, and now I'm really lamenting that he doesn't read Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy any time <laughs> in the show. Spoiler. <laughs> um, but no, I think
1: that would that would 100% be his favorite book. That's great. Was that was who was picking those books that he read throughout the three seasons?
2: Um for the most part me, um whenever it's a soccer book i think you know i think we've seen him read 20 soccer books and 19 of them were or 18 or the more chosen by me um because i'm because i'm you know pretty voracious reader of soccer books and i try um to choose books that are at least in some way uh connected to the given episode um even if it's tangentially um, um sometimes it's actually like connections that i'm foreseeing that actually never make it to the screen um for example around the time of episode 3 you know, 208 which is the when we played Manchester City at Wembley um i think i'm reading nick hornby's about a boy and i'm reading about a, a boy because it has a a um sky blue cover and the soundtrack to the movie about a boy is by badly drawn boy and Badly Drum Boy is from Manchester and is a big Manchester City fan. And one particularly powerful song on that soundtrack is called A Minor Incident. And I was, I was foreseeing that we would use a minor incident somewhere in that episode. We did not. Um, so I mean, there, there's still a minor Manchester City connection there, but like it's not quite the, the full circle that I was envisioning. But still, great book. Great book, yeah. great movie. Happy to promote it.
1: That's hilarious. I was gonna ask you about that specific book because uh, I think also doesn't be a read fever pitch by Nick Hornby. I think at yeah. some point, uh, I didn't know if that was the he just read fever pitch and was like, hey, I like this author and hey, no,
2: I mean that's that's kind of <laughs> like the story I I, uh, I I made for it that you know that that's beard side of things. Beard doesn't know about Bradley Jump Boy. I do. Um, so <laughs> nice. yeah, Nick Hornby. Nick Hornby is money. That's good. always
1: well. Uh, you obviously wear a number of hats on the show: actor, producer, writer. um, three seasons in what are you most proud of uh of your of yourself you know m- maybe specifically as an actor uh like what do you even though you wear all those hats what has kind of mm-hmm. really made you say man i've i've done some good work here <laughs> <laughs>
2: um i have to uh i have to tell you that i've literally never said those words in, <laughs> in regards to the show <laughs> um you know i mean it's such a team thing and um and you know we that's the problem with the, uh, you know, the 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 estimable, I guess, um, you know, amount of sort of laurels or what have you that have come our way is like we really have to ignore them uh, for the most part, you know, like that we can enjoy them later. But right now we got work to do. And, um, you know, looking back at what we've done doesn't help the show be better either. You know, we, we just have to stay. Where we are on a given day and make the show the best we can all the time because what we did before um, does not contribute to what we're doing now, uh, particularly. Um, Now, you know, I'm going to relay this conversation to my therapist. Um, However, you know, she's going to have a lot to say. I'm so glad Um, I could help. (laughs) But it is, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to dodge it either. Like, it really is just such a team thing. I would never, I would never particularly feel like, you know, You know, I, um, um, you know, had any, you know, had enough of a part of it to like, you know, pat myself in the back about.
1: Hmm. That's good. No, that makes sense. I, I understand where you come from. Well, then uh, I'll phrase this question this way. One thing that I am proud of <laughs> you and the team uh, <laughs> okay, uh, is uh, I'm listening. <laughs> the one liners you guys have in this show are are just incredible. Um, I was going to ask you, you must have a running list of, of one liners uh, like just going that you pull from. Is that is that how it works? Because they're so good and so consistent.
2: We have had uh, every season of the writers' room. We do have a joke wall where, like, something will come up while we're riffing on something, and like, that's funny. It it's not good for what we're talking about right now, but that's funny. Onto the wall. And you know, when people are writing their given episode, you know, you'll often see that writer like strolling out of their office into the main room and just kind of looking at the joke wall, looking at the joke wall. Oh yes, I remember this guy. <laughs> um, but I'd say. You know, it ends up being a fairly small percentage of the joke wall that makes it, um, you know, because sometimes something's funny in the moment. It isn't funny later. Sometimes, you know, the context you need to make a joke work is not a context that we ever, you know, are able to uh, to foster. Um, And the thing is, you know, we're always coming up with other jokes. (laughs) You know, we've um, we've always got writers on set, um, you know, and we're trying to do punch ups all the way to the last possible minute. Um, So, yeah, that's a long way of saying yes and no.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. There's a joke. I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen the episode yet coming up in the third season. But you have a joke about anonymous groups that made me lose it uh, about Jane and an anonymous group. Um, Yeah, so uh, so many great jokes. The humor and heart of Ted Lasso, you know, obviously you're a co-creator in the show. Um, the humor and heart is just so different, um, and obviously that's that's nothing new with this third season. It's been that way the whole time. I feel like so many comedies these, these days, and comedies that I love, the the humor can be harsh or like self-deprecating or or whatever, and it's great. Uh, those those shows are great. Like I think of like things like Veep or or even The Office, where things are awkward. Uh, but Ted Lasso just goes full heart, uh heart on its sleeve, full authenticity, and almost sometimes there's an innocence about it. Did that feel like a risk before you started? And does it still feel like a risk in this third season?
2: Um, we didn't think it was a risk, but there was definitely stuff around us that, you know, suggested that people were worried, you know, before the show ever came out. Because, um, you know, there were a few things that we were trying to do differently. One, one, you know, it a, yeah, have have generally more kind vibe, and you know, and that was because you know the the shows you're talking about, you know, uh, Veep and such. These are some of the best comedies of all time. Like we were not going to top that. Um, but the other thing was was the way we paced the show. You know, like the you know the the speed of uh, of some shows. You know, from you know Thirty Rock to Mrs. Maisel are, are just too... to examples of fucking great shows that uh are, are just so wonderfully rat-a-tat-tat like okay we're not going to top those either but it would have been inorganic to then just be like okay let's be let's be slow and nice like it wasn't that wasn't the mission either what the mission became was to to you know draw to something that was already there in the foundation um was if you know if ted's going to be a fish out of water um well let's let's make this about his new wall you know, so we wanted to do what we thought of as an English pace, uh, an English comedy pace, an English comedy uh, timing. Um, and that that was a bigger like root uh, seed than than I think we we talk about enough because that really led us to a lot of the the decisions we've we've made over the years. So yeah, which is yet another reason why, like, how could we possibly have expected <laughs> all this uh, to have
1: happened? Like, you know. Well, yeah, obviously, uh, it's been a little bit of a success here, and it's your first show as a as a creator and producer. Considering that it's gone, it's gone okay for you, I think. Um, are you <laughs> are you going to be flexing those muscles again anytime soon? Creating any shows? Producing any shows?
2: Um. Yeah, I'm trying to put some stuff together. It's all far too early. To to talk about in any material way, but uh, but yeah, I've got you know some pigeons that going are going to go around. I also had a play that was going to go up at a big theater in LA that got canceled by COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, like the sets were up, we were we were two days away from tech weekend. Wow. Um, and um, and that is like, yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso was great, but if I don't get this fucking play up, I'm it's going to drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> um, uh, but that's called the Art Couple, and I, you know, I I really. I really love that play (laughs) and I wanted to get back up. Um, So uh, yeah, hopefully there's, there's just more to come. And also I'm looking forward to, you know, being a guy who just shows up on set has given a script says words and has no other responsibility and then gets to go home. Right. Um, You know, that'll be a fun change of pace at some point too.
1: Absolutely. Well, one last question before let's go, Brendan. you know, one thing I've loved about season three so far is seeing Beard and Roy developing a lot more of a, a like a bond and partnership uh, as coaches. And, you know, so we've seen Brett go off and become Hercules in the Thor universe. Uh, how are you going to one up on that one? Are you are you jumping into any superhero roles anytime soon? Um,
2: you know, I, I've been wearing these. uh I've been wearing these sunglasses today that I've been getting a lot of compliments on. Oh wow, wow! And, yes, uh, please show us. Let me let me get them here. Um, but um, they're uh, they feel like Plastic Man sunglasses.
1: Wow, okay.
2: And Plastic Man's the fucking best. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, um, uh, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. We can get some Plastic Man going, and um, and hopefully these sunglasses are audition enough.
1: Yes, yes, perfect. Thank you so much, Uh, Brendan. I appreciate it. We're gonna put that out in the world, and we're gonna make it happen. I do love
2: Plastic Man, man. Plastic Man's (laughs) the fucking best.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Again, thank you so much for the time, and really, thank you so much for your work. You have done incredible work, even if you don't want to say those words yourself. Uh, And I'm I'm super, super grateful for uh, for the show that you brought us. So, thank you. Thank
2: Daniel. I Appreciate all that. You too. Thank you. you.
3: so very much
0: on three one two three i, I love, love you guys very much, much. Oh, yeah. great
2: job oh Rockhead just said great job
1: oh. well call up man is so awesome getting a chance to to chat with you thank you for taking time to
3: to be here oh no worries man it's a pleasure thank you
1: So I want to hear about your character, Isaac. Uh, Isaac has been getting more and more to do each season. Uh, Tell me how you've seen Isaac grow as a character from season one to season three. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: of growing up to do. Um, I believe that, you know, he um he was you know had a lot of potential. The potential was there, you know, obviously, I mean, he's doing well in life, you know, he's playing for a a Premier League club, you know, he's obviously got a lot of talent. But I believe that he's he's kind of like lost under the wing of, you know, someone who is also, you know, Jamie Tart was, you know, not living up to his potential either. So when um uh, he needed someone like Roy to come along to kind of give him a kick up the ass. sorry for for my language, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Uh, uh to kind of like you know point him in the right direction and and show him that he has the potential to to be a leader, to be you know someone that that people can rely on and people that people can look towards um for guidance, and um I believe that's where like you know the potential for growth came you know and and you know luckily it, it panned out that way
1: do you yeah. you know because we don't know that much about isaac's backstory or anything as you're prepping for your scenes do you have like do you have kind of headcanon or like backstory for isaac kind of plotted out
3: yeah like you know i used to play uh, football um before or before i became an actor um so he's, he's a bit of me there's little bits so of people that I knew in, from clubs that I had been at um, when I was younger, um, and also, you know, someone that some with the patience that I would like to give myself, you know. Um, basically, yeah, that's what I do when I'm when I'm whenever I'm trying to get in the headspace of of Isaac. I just you know call upon um, my past really. <laughs>
1: What are some of those most important pieces of your past that you kind of call upon to help inform your performance?
3: Because um, I, I played for a few clubs when, when I was younger. Um, I just tried to put myself in the headspace that I was when I was uh, a, a footballer, you know? When I was, you know, playing matches week in, week out and had, you know, a whole team and had certain responsibilities um pretty much like stuff like that you know
1: well i was going to ask about the the football scenes obviously i know a, a lot of the a lot of the team the the actors who portray the team have experience like you playing football itself how much how much actually football training do you do you continue to do at, in preparation for filming
3: i mean you know you, you always want to be sharp um You always want to be fit, and you know, if you don't prepare, you you kind of you're giving yourself like a little bit. You might get injured, as you can say, you know, because it is a physically demanding. We are running, we are. That's not that's not like CGI and all that. (laughs) So, um, like having to do some of like the scenes where you know team is playing a match. Just you know, you have to be at a certain level of fitness. So you you get yourself in a gym, or you might you know start. I did you know playing footballs on a Friday, um, and 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 the gym as well, just to make myself you know mentally and physically prepared.
1: Well, even though you're already good at football, is memorizing like the choreography of these matches a different thing? Is that like a different skill? It feels like it would be almost like yeah. be memorizing a dance.
3: Yeah, because you know, there's a lot of footballers that they use, you know, as essays, you know, in 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 the show, but it's different from them. You see them when they're training, and they they got all the flicks and tricks. And then when the when director you know shouts action, it's 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 a different kind of pressure, you know, because it kind of like you have to nail it, you know, otherwise. Have to go all the way back and start again. And sometimes it might be really, really cold, you know, and everyone's like, come on, we we got to get this so we can just, like, go into the warm. And, you know, so some, there's a, there is that sort of pressure that way. So it, I, I've said this in other interviews before. I've said that, like, I think that, like, filming Ted Lasso has made me think that the choreographed scenes are... A little bit harder than actually playing football in the real world.
1: Mm, that's good. I, I've heard I've heard other people repeat that about the cold too. That so I've heard other people say that's the most surprising thing people like wouldn't guess about Ted Lasso
3: is how cold it is when you guys film. Is that true? Yeah, because you know the editors, the the you know they they. They really, really do a good job of you know creating a scenario like oh it's, it's summer it's it's always oh, it's autumn and it might be the dead of winter you know and you're wearing short shorts and t-shirt and London is 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 in in November and all the the months it's very very cold so yeah yeah the cold like it kind of it's kind of like the cold that kind of creeps up on you you know like a draft cold. You know so it's it's the kind of it's the annoying cold that that's it
1: totally have you have you gotten to chat with many real footballers since the show premiered i I'm curious what their response is to the show
3: um you know what it was like some of my some of my mates are actual footballers and they all love the show because it's like there's not really been a show like this before you know where it's about football or or soccer you know. There's been a couple like back in the day, but like, not to this level, you know. And you know, everyone's always said that it could it could be done, you know. But no one actually quite like got the ingredients right, you know. And um, that that's what they they all just basically just like tell me well done and 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 thanks a lot. And they all have like on their, in their clubs they have their little like belief signs, and you know, like they all they all like fan. Thank- of the show, like every single the most footballers that I know, they they come up to me and they they would talk about Ted Lasso being like, I've watched all of it, you know. Yeah. So it's That's great. awesome. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: Well, um back to back to your team in in the show, the dynamics this year in season three shift a little bit again with a new character of Zava, as kind of godlike figure coming into the picture. How did the dynamics shift within the team while filming?
3: I mean you gotta give it up to to max who who plays um, Zava. you know it's not easy to come into a show where people have been in 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 the character of three four years if you include the the pandemic you know um and go into that that environment where everyone knows everyone and now you've gotta play this larger than life character so he done an excellent job in that respect um you know. When it comes to Isaac, Isaac being the way Isaac is, he I don't think he's gonna pay too much mind. You know, as long as as long as Zaba can make the team win, I think Isaac's like that. He's he's all for the team. You know, players like Jamie Tarr, on the other hand, might you know have a little something to say about that. You know, but who knows? Um, just really excited. For everyone to see and finally be able to talk about Zalva, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's been a long time that, I've, and you know, we've had to keep Max a, a, a very uh, well-kept secret, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. such a great addition to the show. Well, you. as, you know, obviously we're three seasons in and, and as the show has grown, there's been, you know, so much awards attention. You, you know, you, you won a SAG award for the ensemble, which is incredible. Uh, so many award shows and events. Uh, who are some of the people you've you've met throughout the process that you were like really excited to meet?
3: Um, what well, like people that like worked on the show or
1: no like through like at like the Emmy Awards and different like did oh. you get to meet like
3: celebrities or actors yeah, or directors? I've met a lot. I've met a lot, like too many to 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 name because I, I went to the Emmys. You know, that was that was a really lovely experience. And to go there and win. It's a whole different experience because you get to see, like, you know, when you go through the corridor, when you go into little pods where you, you know, you go into the interviews and the interview you, and you know, not many, not many people get to see that. Um, especially people from Peckham, you know, in southeast London. So it was quite surreal. Um, I just soaked it all in and I met I met some I shook hands with, you know, Brian Cox and you know, Jason Bateman, you know. Oh man, one the guy he was in the designate survivor and he was Harold
1: Kefer Sutherland?
3: No, no, oh. no Harold Kumok. Harold and Kumar. Oh Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Yeah. Lovely guy. Um had a chat with him. Big fan of the show. Been watching movies, you know, since God knows when. You know. Um, you know, met Harry Kane. <laughs> Uh, he's a fan of the show. Um, I've met like, you know, I'm, I mean, people that even on the show I met. Mean, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan. You know, and I met Gary Henry, You know, met Gary Lindacott, You know, you know, uh, I've met, I've met so many people and so many people that are like role models and like just straight up idols. You know, and, you know, at one point in my life that I might have idolized and. You know they've been so nice. Like, it's so refreshing. You know, because you know everyone always says don't meet, don't meet idols. You know, but with Ted Lasso, I think there's a there's a great area. You know, that maybe like you know your idols turn around and, and they they want to meet you too. So that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was more surreal, being
1: at the Emmys or seeing yourself as a playable character in FIFA?
3: That is a very, very good question. I haven't asked myself that one yet. I'd have to say FIFA. You know why? Because you know, there's the Emmy's. Wonderful, amazing. You know, um, great to be there. You know, some not many people get the opportunity to, to even go. You know, but for someone that's not a footballer, to be in FIFA has never happened before. So I'd have to give that pips it because that is just one of one. You know, like that is like stuff made, that's like childhood dream kind of uh, territory there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they'll give it up to people that their dream is to go to the Emmys. You know, there's some people that that might be their dream. You know what I'm saying? But for me, playing. FIFA since you know PlayStation One, um FIFA ninety nine when it was like <laughs> you know what I'm saying, when it was like the hands were like this <laughs> <laughs> you know, to now where it's like, you know, my character, or my avatar, my avatar on FIFA is uncanny to the way I look. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's how far technology has has come. But um yeah, FIFA, that is that's probably like something you can tell your grandkids and you can literally be like, not lying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Wonderful. That's so good
1: you know there's been a lot said about you know this is kind of the third act of this of this show and uh you know whether or not it's wrapping up what the future of the show holds and i've i've been hearing little rumblings here and there about spin-offs being pitched at the moment so are you are you out here pitching pitching an Isaac spin-off you know Isaac and Sam move yeah. to New York and do life in the big apple what are you are you pitching yeah anything? you
3: know yeah Isaac playing for Red Bull you know Isaac <laughs> As that you know, sponsored by gets a job at a Rolos factory, you know, and and then does a crusade against Sour Patch kids, you know, <laughs> things like that. I'm pitching, you know, I'm I'm pitching, you know, yeah, the 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 the, the same as you know the Howard and Kumar movies, the the, the Isaac and Colin movies. I'm, I'm yeah, you know, I'm pitching it all. I'm I'm joking. No, um, when it comes to to that, um. There's not much I can not much I can say because there's not much I know. I don't I don't know anything. Um what I do know is that I'm so, so happy that episode one has come out today. You know, TX Day today. And um everyone can, you know, kinda start to talk about that instead of talking about things that no one really knows. It's just really exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: so glad it's out in the world and cola again thank you so much for your time man i appreciate it and, and best of luck with all the success
3: cheers my mate yeah last nice one it. Bye. All
0: right. hey everyone thank you so much for listening to daniel howard's interviews with the co-creator writer and star of ted lasso brendan hunt and the co-star cola bikini here on the next best picture podcast Ted Lasso Season 3 is currently airing new episodes weekly on Apple TV Plus on Wednesdays and is up for your consideration for this year's Emmy Award season in all eligible categories. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.
3: Hey, it's Spanish.
1: And it's Verlaine, and we are GameFix. Hey, where are you gonna get the latest video game news and reviews? A- anywhere on the internet. No no no. Where where are you gonna get unfiltered opinions, brutal truths, and pretty much things nobody has the balls to say? Ah, then my friend, you're talking about us, the Game Fix podcast. Damn right I am! If you want to join us for our takes on gaming news, honest gaming reviews, and celebrity interviews...
2: Uh Oh, we're doing this right, Well then, get on your shoes.
1: We'll eliminate your blues. Hey, you might end up with some really heavy clues. No, no. no. Find our podcast on iTunes or our website at GameFixShow.com. Hey, maybe video games aren't your thing. I was a loser once, too. We talk movies, comics, toys. To convince you that everything that we just said is true, here's Duke Nukem. Cheers,
2: love. The Cavalry's here no 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 the other line man take it from me duke
3: nukem either listen to the game fix podcast or go yourself i don't really care